Welcome to Abiding in Avalon. I am your friendly neighborhood Judas Pagan Witch, Rebecca Thistle, podcasting to you live-ish from the Doodly Hermitage, which is this basement I live in for now. Anyways, um, so, uh, coffee. I like to joke about how this this show is you you listen to me wake up <laughs> spiritually <laughs> metaphysically and and physically because you know my coffee uh it, it takes a while to kick in but but usually when you're listening to the show you hear me very tired at the beginning and then very animated by the end. <laughs> So let's talk about spiritual archaeology. I'm thinking about creating a whole course on this. Um, although, like, I don't know. You know, do I have enough information to make a course? <laughs> and, you know, and I, I don't know. I may, I may offer it as a freebie. Because I feel like, I feel like this should be public information, to be honest with you. Anyways, um, so spiritual archaeology. Um, other people like to call it shadow work and I don't like calling it that because it, it seems to suggest a binary and there, you know, and binaries drive me absolutely crazy. They absolutely do because you know, as I, as I explained on on an episode a few weeks ago, people are not a monolith. Life is not a monolith. The universe is not a monolith. Divinity, nothing is monolithic. It's an elephant. Well, I mean, it's not literally an elephant, but it is this vast experience that feels different at different points in time to different people based on where you are in relation to that experience. Kind of like the Big Lebowski, actually. (laughs) When's the last time you mentioned that on this show called Abiding in Avalon, Rebecca Thistle? I don't know. Um, I, I, I'll get into the spiritual archaeology here in a minute. But um, I was on TikTok, like I am, way too much. Um, and I saw this video from this guy who is uh, apparently making a point of watching like 100 movies that he's never watched before or something like that. Um, I don't know if it's 100 movies or if it's less. Anyways, <coughs> one of those movies was the big Lebowski. And he says, he says, I, you know, I honestly, I don't, I don't know what that movie's about. It's not like any stoner movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, because it's not really a stoner movie. I mean, it is a stoner movie, but it's also not a stoner movie. You know, it's it's kind of a mystery, but it's not really a mystery because it's a stoner movie. But it's not. <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a, a heist movie. It's kind of a dark comedy. It's kind of a little. You're gonna see whatever you want or need to see in the Big Lebowski whenever you watch it. And I think and I think that that is why it was ahead of its time and it you know it was released in 1998 um 
Oh, by the way, this is going out on the uh, 8th. <laughs> Happy belated Slackernalia. <laughs> the 4th uh, is the Dudist holiday of Slackernalia. Um, and the reason that that is when we celebrate it is because that is Jeff Bridges' birthday. And, um, I'm really happy about that because that's also my son's birthday. And you would think that I, you know, I've been so hyper fixated and special interested in the Big Lebowski for over a year and a half now. <laughs> you would think I would have known this already. Nope. I don't. Um, maybe it's a relatively new development. I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep up with, like, the Church of Dudism the way that I should, you know? Come on, Becca, you're a Dudist priest. You should be knowing what's going on in your own church. I really don't. And I think that's true of a lot of churches. Anyways, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but anyway, so, so The Big Lebowski. I think it's one of those movies that you're going to see in it what you need to see at any given point in time. And that's that's why it was super ahead of its time, probably even still ahead of its time. Um. It, you know, it's, it's got a, it's got a cult following and I, and I really feel like, um, you know, the, the more serious <laughs> members of the church of the latter day dude, <clears throat> they, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> we get it, but it's just one of those things that like, I, one of the things that I, I read uh, before I actually watched the movie, was it takes about three to four viewings before it kind of starts to make sense to you. And that was my experience. Because, like, the first time I was like, yeah, okay, it's a great movie. Um, but I don't think I would have enjoyed it if I wasn't looking for spiritual, you know, themes. Unintentional spiritual themes, but still spiritual themes. Um, and, um, you know, and then the second time I watched it, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm enjoying it a little bit more, but Walter, Walter really annoys me. And then the third time I'm like, oh, okay, I think I, I think I get this a little bit more. Yeah. And then the fourth time I'm like, oh, the Judamites. <laughs> Oh. So let's get back to um, spiritual archaeology. Um, because, like, you know, and why, why I prefer to call that it that instead of, you know, shadow work. Because, again, I, I don't like binaries. I don't. You know, I don't like when things are either this or they're that. There's this whole spectrum of experiences between this and that. There's there's a whole spectrum of um, characteristics and traits between your shadow self and your light self. Like what's in the shadows and what's in the light. And, you know, and, and you know, and it's... Um, just like during the day, like, you know, in a 24 hour cycle, you're going to have, yes, like really super dark darkness, but you're also going to have, you know, sunrise. Like you're, you're going to have like 
dawn, sunrise in, you know, early morning. And it's all in relation to where the sun is at any given time. And that doesn't mean that the night is a bad time as any formal emo goth scene weirdo (laughs) will tell you the night is where it is at. (laughs) Anyways, um... So spiritual archaeology is my preferred term because essentially that's what you're doing is you are looking at pieces of yourself that you have buried and you are trying, yes, to sort of piece them together in something that makes sense or to use what you have to put some context on your experience. And then underneath those pieces are other things that further contextualize those pieces and give you a broader picture of, of who you are. Like (laughs) I, I did this exercise I do this exercise called the seven layers of why. And it's essentially just this process of asking yourself why over and over and over again. Like like you're a fucking four-year-old. I thought I heard something that scared me a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so you ask yourself why over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's really, it's annoying and, it, and it's really frustrating. Um... But essentially, you go seven layers deep be beneath this troubling, you know, thing. Um, and I did this on uh, on TikTok in relation to the idea of why I might be addicted to feeling guilty. And what I came to through this seven layers of why exercise was that I'm addicted to feeling guilty because. I have outsourced my identity to other people and I have outsourced my identity to other people because it felt easier to let other people tell me who I am and, and, and what I'm capable of and so on and so forth than it did to just say, no, this is, this is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I can do. And that was that that was surprising for even me and so yeah <laughs> oh there's a there's a lot to that and you know and 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 it's just digging down as to why why are you this way why do you do these things why do you believe these things who taught you to be that way and who taught them to teach you to be that way? And who taught them? And who taught them? And you know, and you go back enough and you start realizing like, oh my gosh, we all have fucked up lives because some dude wanted to wear shiny metal and sparkly rocks. <laughs> Sometimes some, some chick, but usually, usually some dude. Although dude is a gender neutral term. But anyways, shiny metal and pretty rocks. That we we are like the you know I I I probably shouldn't be you know so universal about this but you know I I feel like I've just I've just you know handed off control of my identity to other people because 
some dude. <laughs> Shiny metal and pretty rocks. I've given away my power because some dead dude liked shiny metal and pretty rocks so anyways but yeah so and and then you know and then it was really interesting and i'm i'm f- fixing to um i'm fixing to stitch this and probably post it today i i, I couldn't get my words together um <laughs> stop messing with your microphone stand becca I couldn't, I couldn't get my words together to post it last night, so I'm probably going to do it later today, um, which from your vantage point is yesterday. Anyways, <laughs> but there was this video that somebody posted reading from an article that was talking about how neurodivergent people who are learning to unmask would benefit more from viewing the process less as revealing and more as unearthing. Cause you know, you almost have this, um, perception of unmasking as, you know, like pulling off that mask, right? It's just that, you know, one and done, you take off the mask and boom, there you are. But that's, 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 that's not what's going on. (laughs) You are, you're peeling back layers, like superficially. Yeah. Okay. You, you may stop worrying so much about eye contact in social situations. You might start wearing noise canceling headphones or something similar when you're on public and you know, you're going to, you know, deal with sensory overwhelm. You may start, um, carrying fidgets, tools as uh, my favorite tiktok therapist says fidget tools not fidget toys fidget tools um when you're you know out and about or you know doing what have you you may be requesting the accommodations that you need in order to um be successful in school or in work or whatever and you know that 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 is in and of itself a multi-layered process Um, but then, but then you, you still have to live your life. You know, I can sit here and I can shuffle my tarot cards all fucking day long. I really can. And, you know, listening to audiobooks and podcasts and, you know, great courses and so on and so forth. But how do I then find the tools and resources within myself to do the things that I have to do, like clean. <laughs> that's that's the big one for me personally is cleaning. And because cleaning is is my trauma trigger. It's still my trauma trigger. I'm getting better about it. But you know, I I and 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 I still have to I still have to hold myself to a lot of standards. And how do I do that? Like, this is this is one of the things that I struggle with. Is you know, people say, oh well, you know, you just you just have to make yourself do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but how do I do that? Like, well, you know, you might you might turn it into a game. And I'm like, but that doesn't work because then my brain knows that it's a game and it's still not gonna have fun. <laughs> you know 
it, it it's like I know basketball is a game, but I don't like to play basketball. No, you know, this is not to say that basketball is a bad game. It's just not my game, right? Um, I don't like to play basketball. I don't like to play any sports, to be honest with you. But, you know, knowing that basketball is a game doesn't make me want to play it anymore, you know? And, you know, and so the, so then you have to go, okay, well, what what happens when I clean? And then, you know, and then go from there. For me, uh, the biggest thing has been to uh, listen to podcasts, audiobooks, et cetera, et cetera, while I clean. And I have, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud because, like, this week I realized I have cleaned so consistently that now I don't have to have my headphones on. I mean, I prefer to because it really does help. But I don't have to because I can get everything done that I need to get done on a day-to-day basis. I can get that done in about 20 to 45 minutes. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's not just, you know, and, and I'm sure that I'm going to have like, you know, other things to unearth with regards to cleaning this spiritual archaeology of, okay, well, you know, how do I navigate when I'm not feeling motivated? How do I navigate when I'm, like, feeling too motivated, but I also need to, like, you know, pull it back? I, li- I live with this fear, you know, like, I got this new um, uh, scrubby wand thing, right? I love it. I really do. It is it, it has made it so that... Um, I spend more time moving things around so that I can clean than I do actually cleaning. And my bathroom is the cleanest it has been since I've moved in. I'm so proud. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> like, I just want to cry for joy. Um, but, like, I got really excited with the scrubby wand. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can scrub all this, and I can scrub all that, and I can do this, and I can do that. And I get really intensely excited. And then I have to be like, you know what, if you, if you do all the things now, you're not going to have the energy to do them later. And then I go, but what if I don't have the energy to do them later anyways? You know, so I might as well do it now, you know, that sort of thing. It's that, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling motivated now, so I have to do everything now. And, you know, rather than going, okay, let me just do, you know, let me just do the bare minimum now. And then if I still have energy, say, tomorrow, I can do more. Like this week in particular, um, I've I've been, I don't want to say like unmotivated, but I've been doing less than I was doing last week. Last week, cause I, partially because I got that scrubby brush, but, you know, partially because I had that extra energy. Um, I, I was, I was up and I was moving and I was cleaning and I was, you know, and I was doing a lot of things. And then this week it's just been, I don't want to do anything. I don't, I don't, I don't feel good. I, you know, and, and so I've had to show myself more grace, um, in that time. And so, you know, and then I'm, I'm kind of frustrated because I'm like, but last week I did the things and this week I can't do the things. 
and I'm not necessarily mad. I'm just, I'm just sort of frustrated because I'd really like to be able to, to, to do more. And so now I'm going to have to, you know, peel back layers of why this is seven layers of why. Um, so yeah, there, there are so many different ways of going about self-discovery. And I, I just personally prefer the, um, the idea of spiritual archaeology. And I don't know if this show made sense to anybody but me, but I've got an alarm that's about to go off, which is going to stop the recording. So I'm going to stop it here. <laughs> uh, so um, if you'd like, you can follow me on social media. I'm, I'm putting together a website. It's all right. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, when it's ready to go, I'll let you know. Uh, but you can follow me on TikTok at Rebecca Thistle 923. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-T-H-I-S-T-L-E 923. Um, and you can, of course, go to Facebook and find the Abiding in Avalon uh, Facebook page and uh, check out my reflections from the Dudley Hermitage every morning at 3.33 Mountain Standard Time and uh, a.m., by the way. Uh, as well as like memes <laughs> once a week I, I i sit down and i forage for memes and people will will say hey what are you up to and i'm like i'm foraging for memes and they're like what and i'm like just follow my page you'll see <laughs> and actually starting next week um i'm going to be doing uh card of the day happily right now card of the day <laughs> Because why not, you know? Anyways, so uh, <coughs> follow me there. Follow me on TikTok. And uh, like and scribe. <laughs> That's what my daughter would say. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, I guess just take it easy, my dudes. Take it easy and abide.